welcome to a Monday, April 11th edition of the We Tackle Life podcast. I am Bruce Hooley. Yes, just about the time I got to gloating about doing a podcast every day on schedule three times a week. I hit a snag and was unable to do one last Wednesday and last Friday. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll do better. I will uh, endeavor to do better. And I am back today. And I wish I had a more uh, fun topic to talk about to start the podcast. But of course, I don't, as we are a sports podcast that deals uh, with Ohio State sports. And it is impossible to do a podcast and not talk about the very tragic death of Dwayne Haskins, former Buckeye quarterback, 2018, record-setting, 50 touchdown passes, Threw the football like no quarterback has thrown it uh, before. C.J. Stroud broke some of Haskins' records last season. He may break all of them by the time he leaves Ohio State after this coming season, but no one will ever forget Dwayne Haskins. It's not like Dwayne Haskins was the first Ohio State quarterback to throw the football. Troy Smith threw the football a lot, won the Heisman Trophy for throwing it. But Dwayne Haskins was still just a different breed. He was a guy who, first time you saw him in a spring game, uh, I will never forget. Um, now because of the tragic way that he died. Chris Spielman coming into the studio when we were doing a show at 105.7 The Zone talking about, I've seen the future. I've seen a future Big Ten MVP. I've seen the, I think he even said Heisman Trophy winner. He didn't get that right, but Dwayne Haskins was a top three Heisman Trophy finisher his final year at OSU, his only year as the starter at OSU. And uh, Dwayne Haskins just had a gift for throwing the football and combined with Ryan Day's play-calling abilities and uh, Ohio State's talent around him. Dwayne Haskins was just an unbelievable player, and he really burst onto the scene as the backup the year before when JT Barrett injured his knee at Michigan in the pregame, played through it as long as he could, and then Haskins came into the game when Ohio State was in trouble, I think is the charitable way to say it. 2017 game at Ann Arbor. Uh, I'm not sure Ohio State wins that game. If Dwayne Haskins doesn't come in and throw dimes and also, oh, by the way, do what a lot of people thought he couldn't do, which is run the ball, which he did run the ball very, very well that particular day down to the shadow of the goal line and got Ohio State in for a very consequential touchdown in that game. So Dwayne Haskins is always, was always going to have a very hallowed place in Ohio State history. And now, I mean, when people die young, when people die tragically, and I'm not sure we're ever going to get answers that we want, which is why. Why was Dwayne Haskins on either a freeway or an access road at 637 in the morning near Fort Lauderdale, Florida, near the airport, in a position where a dump truck could hit him and kill him? Uh We may never get those answers. We certainly do not have them now, 48 hours after the fact, which I find a little astounding and a little mysterious, and I'm not trying to be conspiratorial here, but I expected to hear in the fairly immediate aftermath of Dwayne Haskins' very tragic death that his car had broken down, and his car was found, you know, what, half a mile away, a couple tenths of a mile away? But I haven't heard that yet, and so... I don't know, maybe I won't hear that. Um, At that hour of the morning, is it conceivable that he was staying in a hotel nearby and wanted to go to an adjacent store or was out for a run or I don't know. I'm just, I think we're all trying to make sense of like what, how, why, all these things that come to our mind because nobody wants to see a young person die at that age, leave behind a wife, 
and so many teammates and so many fans who just adored him and loved him. And, you know, I thought about this, too, in the aftermath of Haskins' death. It's even more of a strange, um, legendary-type situation when you think about the fact that there is video out there of a very, very young Dwayne Haskins in the Ohio State football facility with the number seven jersey on that he wore as a Buckeye, talking about how he was going to play at Ohio State. Now, he's certainly not the first kid, you know, four, five, six years old who dreams of growing up to play for the Buckeyes, but to actually do it and to do it with the distinction that he did it and then to die this way is really, really amazing. Um, And so I just have no words uh, except um, deep, deep sympathy for the family and friends of Dwayne Haskins. He was amazing in Ohio State's much closer than anticipated win at Maryland, which of course was his home state. He played at the Bullis School, which is a private school um, in Maryland. He was a first-round pick of the Washington Redskins. I thought he'd be a great NFL quarterback. He was uh, not immediately a great NFL quarterback, but he still had time, of course, to become that. A lot of times, guys have to get knocked around and face the end of their career before they dig in and capitalize on whatever mistakes they've made, uh, be it work ethic or adjusting to the pro game or whatever. Um, And he was in a great situation with the Pittsburgh Steelers entering the first year after Ben Roethlisberger's retirement, competing with Mason Rudolph and Mitch Trubisky for the starting job. There's no reason why Dwayne Haskins couldn't have gotten a second opportunity via an NFL starter, even though he was inactive for, I think, 15 of 16 games last season. He was there. He knew the system. He certainly has the physical raw talent, and now all of that is gone, and we will never get to see Dwayne Haskins recognize the NFL potential that he clearly displayed during a brief and all too brief, but still very record-setting career as an Ohio State Buckeye. And, you know, you think about how his star rose at OSU, given circumstances that enabled him to get a leg up on Joe Burrow in the competition for the starting quarterback's job in 2018. Had Joe Burrow not gotten injured uh, in fall camp with a you know thumb injury, a freak injury, hitting it on the helmet of an offensive lineman and a simple passing drill, maybe Dwayne Haskins transfers. And I, I, I will not say that he we would never have heard of Dwayne Haskins because I think Dwayne Haskins' talent was such that Whichever quarterback did not win that quarterback battle in 2018, uh, we were going to hear from them somewhere else. Joe Burrow, we eventually, of course, heard a lot from at LSU as a national champion quarterback, as a Heisman Trophy winner, as the first overall pick of the Cincinnati Bengals. And now uh, the parallel to that story is the very, very tragic ending of Dwayne Haskins. So um, extremely sorry. Um, No other words for it other than that. Okay. Before we dig into the Masters and the fact that we have professional football starting Saturday. Oh, yeah. Didn't know about that, huh? Reminder that I was um, reminded once again over the weekend of what a privilege it is for me to represent the great people from Hemisphere Coffee Roasters. I spoke Sunday morning at Hemisphere to a group of house churches that gathered together, spoke on the book of Proverbs. Great, great, great people. Some people I went to high school with. Some people I knew growing up. A, A person who grew up on the same street that I did that I hadn't seen in 40-plus years. That was really cool. I want to thank Paul and Andy and Grace and the Hemisphere team for allowing me that opportunity. Hemisphere is such a great company. 
Uh, they're doing what they love, which is, you know, digging deep into the coffee industry, buying it from growers in countries around the world, helping those people, those plantation owners, uh, further ministry efforts in their countries, Indonesia, Thailand, Ethiopia, Nicaragua. It's just a great thing. And uh, whenever when I talk about, uh, you know, ministry and uh, talk about the shared faith that we have, uh, Paul and I, the owner at Hemisphere, uh, it's just a blessing. And so please order your coffee from Hemisphere. It's great coffee. You're going to love it. And you get 15% off when you use the promo code WE TACKLE LIFE in all caps. WE TACKLE LIFE in all caps. Hemisphere Coffee Roasters. They also have Cocal Chocolate, which is non GMO, sugar free, gluten free, great chocolate, or tastes like chocolate. It's probably not uh, actually chocolate, but it's made from a Cocal cover crop of coffee. Really good for you. Dark chocolate is very good for you. Check out their offerings, hemisphericoffeeroasters.com. And use the promo code always, we tackle life in all caps for that 15% off. Okay, Masters, Scotty Scheffler, your winner. Thought we might have a tournament when Cam Smith, my pick to win the tournament, drew within one after birdieing the first two holes. Scheffler fought him off, got to number 11. Cam Smith birdied it to get back within three. Scheffler uh, did not bogey it, could have, but made his par putt, little knee knocker, made that. We go to 12. Cam Smith has the honors. Bam. Hits it in Ray's Creek. Triple bogey. Scheffler saves par. Goes on to birdie the next two holes. That does it. So, uh, Scotty Scheffler, man, he is on a roll of rolls. He's won four of his last six tournaments. He had never won a PGA tournament before. But, but, I loved the stat from Jim Nance on Saturday's broadcast, or Sunday's broadcast, that Scotty Scheffler as a junior in Texas and I don't remember the stat exactly, but I think Dan said Scotty Scheffler had won like 90 of 130 tournaments, 130 tournaments. He won 90 that he entered as a Texas junior. What does that tell you? A, he's good, of course. Thanks, Captain Obvious. He knows how to win. He knows how to win. And that cannot be understated. I think one of the reasons Tiger was so dominant so soon on the PGA Tour was that Tiger won, what, like three U.S. amateurs? I mean, Tiger kept playing amateur golf and dominating amateur golf. And the Pro Tour wasn't going anywhere. And he waited and waited and waited. I know he won at least two U.S. amateurs. And he dominated the level where he was in age before he tried to say, oh, I'm good enough now to go out on a sponsor exemption. And You know who screwed up their pro career, in my opinion, doing that? Michelle Wee. Michelle Wee should be dominating the LPGA Tour, should be multiple major winner, should be like one of the greatest golfers, female golfers of all time right now. And instead, instead, Michelle Wee opted to become a circus sideshow, playing in men's events, how far can you hit it, worrying about her Nike contract, worrying about her David Letter, Ledbetter uh, coaching relationship. I think uh, B.J. Wee ruined his daughter by allowing her to bite off more than she could chew long before her time. So, winning, man. This is why at high schools and places like that, I love when high schools see the benefit in keeping teams together rather than, ooh, this freshman's really good. Let's move him up to the varsity. And he goes up there and he may get his, you know, lumps and his team that he's with in junior high dominating. 
They may lose their chemistry, and what was ha- able to happen in junior high never happens at the high school level. Because why? Because they got away from winning. They got away from chemistry. They got away from teamwork. Obviously, that's not present in an individual sport like golf, but I think winning is super, super important. And the fact that Scotty Scheffler, whoever was advising him, dad, mom, whoever, understood that this was what he needed, well, it's paying it off now. And we'll see. I mean, what if he never wins a pro tournament again? What if he's like a shooting star across the sky? It's more likely he's going to keep winning because, you know, I was thinking about it Sunday. He hits that high fade, that high soft fade. Nicholas seemed to do pretty well with that at Augusta, that high soft fade. Six green jackets later. Yeah, so uh, Scotty Scheffler, he's uh, he's playing great. I, You know, I'll be honest with you, his footwork scares me to death. He's like lifting that back foot and sliding all over the place. It's not, in my opinion, the prettiest swing, and I'm not a connoisseur of perfect golf swings. But to me, that's like, whoo, that foot. It's uh, something I wouldn't want to emulate, but his success is something I'd sure like to emulate. Okay, if you would like to be successful in business, you need an ally to help you stay in business. That ally could be my friends at auiinfo.com. Associated Underwriters Incorporated. If you're curious to know what auiinfo stands for, that's it, auiinfo.com. Your business takes a lot of your time. Ordering, payroll, planning for the future, hiring. What about finding the best benefits to attract employees. Don't have time. Don't have time. I'm going to let it ride, Bruce. I paid this for benefits last year. I think they're still pretty good. I'm going to let it ride. Let it ride. You could very easily go off track because your benefits should be checked every other quarter. I haven't checked them in years. Oh, well, that's a problem. Let auiinfo.com check them for you. They'll do a benefits assessment, let you know what you're getting for your money, what you could get, what you should get. And they'll do it free, not just once, but every single time. They won't be strangers who come around once a year and go, hey, pay for your benefits so we get our commission. No, no. They're not paid by you, ever. They're paid by the insurance companies you do business with. So they don't have any stake in which company you pick because anyone you pick will pay them. So that's how you know that auiinfo.com is honest. That's how you know auiinfo.com is comprehensive because they'll want to present you the best options That way, you'll have the best opportunities to pick the best benefits. AUINFO.com. Go to their website, chat, tell them you heard about it on the We Tackle Life podcast. Hey, we have football coming up this weekend. Did you know? We have football, football, football. Professional football. That's right. You did not wake up in a, what, 30, 40-year time warp? The USFL is back. Now, Herschel Walker's not back, but the New Jersey Generals... We'll be playing the Birmingham Stallions on Saturday night at 7.30 on Fox. And it'll be like they never left because the Generals uniforms, the Stallions uniforms, all the other teams, Tampa Bay Bandits, Houston Gamblers, Chicago Fire, they'll all be back with the same logos and the same uniforms. Really cool. Saturday night on Fox, 7.30. Do not miss it. Hey, a little reminder for you. PressProsMagazine.com, a site I work for, is the only site that covers Ohio State baseball. We also cover Ohio State spring football and the OCC. So if you say, man, I'd like to read about the OCC, but it's behind a dispatch paywall. Don't pay for content ever. You never pay for it at PressProsMagazine.com. It's always free, great writing, 
great photography, PressProsMagazine.com, your way to stay up on all the latest from Ohio State, from high schools throughout Ohio, but specifically for most of my listeners who are Columbus-based, you want to lock it in as your bookmark for OCC coverage at PressProsMagazine.com. Okay, faith portion of the podcast today will be brought to you by my friends at Willis Spangler Starling. They are my law firm of choice. They do great work. Wills, estate planning, probate, personal injury, employment law, all of it. They got it nailed. Willis Spangler Starling located on Truman Boulevard in Hilliard, just a little bit north of the Home Depot Target location on Truman, north of Mill Run. WillisAttorneys.com, WillisAttorneys.com. That is their website, W-I-L-L-I-S-A-T-T-O-R-N-E-Y-S, WillisAttorneys.com. If you'd like to follow them on Twitter, they are a fun follow on Twitter. It's at Spangler Willis, Willis Spangler Starling. My firm should be yours. Check them out, WillisAttorneys.com. In the faith portion of the podcast today, I would like to do a little quiz on the honor system, if you will. If you are a person who prizes faith in Christ as, um, I hope, the most important thing in your life, then I'm sure you have heard of the Great Commission. Now, the Great Commission is really important. Why is the Great Commission important? Because the Great Commission is the name given to the final instructions from Jesus before he ascended to heaven. And last words are always important, right? When somebody leaves you. Well, Jesus was leaving his disciples on earth. He had promised them that the Holy Spirit would come, be in them, with them, and upon them. But as he was ascending to heaven, he issued what has been referred to. He didn't say, okay, now, check it out. Listen up. I'm going to give you the Great Commission. No, he didn't say that. He just said, here, you know, he's just basically like signed off as he ascended into heaven. Why is it called the Great Commission? I think it should be called the Great Co-Mission because he's outlining what he wants to do in the world after he is gone with us. Co-Mission. It's a mission that we are partners in, our co-mission. So if you ask your typical Bible-believing Christian, what is the Great Commission, and in fact, uh, before a few weeks ago, if you had asked me, I would have given you this answer. I would have said the Great Commission is go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Go and make disciples, baptize them, so they profess their faith publicly. Well, that's not wrong. It's just not entirely the Great Commission. The entire Great Commission as articulated in Matthew 28, verse 19, 20, verses 19 and 20, is this. Jesus is speaking, and he says, it's actually verse 18, 19 and 20. Then Jesus came to them and said, so this is in Jesus' words, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. So the Great Commission is not just the going 
and making of disciples and baptizing them so they can profess publicly their faith, the Great Commission is born out of the fact that we acknowledge that all authority, how much? All, all what? Authority. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. He prefaced it with that. So he's establishing his credibility. Hey, is there any place other than in heaven or on earth? I mean, there's no place else, right? So there's no authority left if he's got all the authority in heaven and on earth. And he says, all authority has been given to me. So he's got it. And then he says, therefore, in other words, because I have all the authority, this is what I'm telling you to do. Go. Go. You got to go. You can't just sit. You can't just sit, read your Bible, watch TV, watch watch you know preachers on TV. There's no going in that. You got to go. You got to talk. You got to speak. You got to proclaim. You got to go. Go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And then he says, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. So when people ask, oh, is it really important that I do all that stuff that it says in the Bible and that I don't do that stuff that it says I shouldn't do in the Bible? Yeah, it's important. That's what Jesus said. Teach them to obey everything I've commanded you. Now, why? Why? Because you're a bad person if you don't do life according to how the Bible says? No. Because doesn't it stand to reason if God loves you enough to send his son to die for you on the cross so you can be forgiven of your sins, well, wouldn't he have, God, your best interests at heart for the rest of your life? I think so. So therefore, wouldn't you take his word on the best way to live, how to behave morally, spiritually, ethically, professionally, personally, relationally? Yeah. I mean, he sent his son to die for you. Let's not overlook that fact. So he would be deeply invested in you, and he would want you to take that gift and maximize it on earth in the years he gives you on earth to make disciples of other people. And that is why it's important to teach them to obey everything he commanded because he commanded it for our good. Not because he's a killjoy. Not because, oh, I'm going to ruin all their fun. No, because he's trying to enrich our lives here on earth. He doesn't just want us to just hang around and wait and be miserable and screw up our lives until we get to heaven, and then, oh, okay, everything's great now, thanks. No, he's telling us how we should live now so we get the most out of our life, so we can draw others to him, so we can glorify him, expressing our thanks for what he did for us through his son Jesus. So the Great Commission is extremely important, but it's not just the middle part. That's like eating an Oreo and throwing the outer cookies away, which some of you may do that. But don't do that with the Great Commission. Don't just consume the middle. Go and make disciples. Baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. No, no. Eat the whole Great Commission cookie. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you and to the end of 
the age. Could it get any better than that? Could it get any better than that? I mean, come on. It does not get better than that. He's with us to the very end of the age. How much better could your life get than knowing that the Savior of the world is with you to the very end of the age? I don't know. There is no better way. So that's what I leave you with here on a Monday, April 11th edition of the We Tackle Life podcast. Thanks for your time. Thanks for your attention. Send me an email, Bruce. At No, send me an email at wetacklelife at gmail.com. Wetacklelife at gmail.com. And we will see you again. <laughs> I'm going to say on Wednesday. Hopefully I keep my promise. Have a great day.